1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles. I know you're feeling it too. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can, this is who you call. Maybe you can hire the A team. Three hundred thousand rounds fired in the show. Not a single bullet hit a person. B.A. Baracus' welding skills are over the top. Oh, good old Hannibal. Hannibal. When they, cast, when they cast Bradley Cooper for the remake, that was a very good. That was good. But you know, the guy that played this was also Dirk Benedict was also in. Um, and then Face Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, and then Face was in the remake, which is why it was appropriate that Silence walking by and he was right there. Yeah. This guy's amazing, Dwight Schultz. And then of course, BA. Who now is like a very devout Christian man? I, I love it. Is he a preacher also? I thought he became so. a preacher, like DMX, Mr. T. Didn't DMX die? Yeah, he did. He was, he, sad he was my boy. Like two weeks ago. Every guy in the military should probably mourn his death a bit there. Dude, epic. What an epic show. I mean, totally epic, <laughs> this is right? the A-team. <laughs> I love that show, man. I remember every day after school, like as a kid, I would like, it was on one of those auxiliary channels and it was always the A-team on. It's because you were younger than I am. Yeah, I love I, it. Uh, my mom and I, dude, we'd watch that. We'd watch Knight Rider. Um, I mean, we'd, we'd just... After she got off work, she'd come home and we just roll through all these TV shows and be a family and hang out. And that's, I think that's really why I enjoy watching movies with my kids. Plus, I think, well, I mean, TV was different then, obviously. Uh, it was more wholesome. And the values well, were it's better. It's weird because it was, A-Team was wholesome hey, we're gonna and a lot a of shots. We're going to have a gunfight, but we're going to have a great And nobody's going to die. Message at the end. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, it's, it's like Magnum P.I. <laughs> when you're watching, uh, I actually watched because of the... Uh, what He-Man that I watched the other day, right? So I went back and I watched one of the originals. And yeah. at the end, there's always a, a very a nice little, oh, hey, if your friends are, are sad or whatever, you know, go give them a hug or go say hi. And like there was G. always I a Joe. story, yeah. Like the, it's like. Totally. Dude, I mean, <laughs> the shows G. back G. then. Joe. Yeah. Were amazing. Yeah. We loved them. G.I. Joe cartoon was underrated, by the way. Hey, so do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? Say are you going to say it? Say it. And this is the Dadvocacy Podcast. I gave you the <laughs> stuff. I'm Ryan. And I'm Tristan. Um, and, and this uh, is episode yeah. 28. 28. Um, welcome to the 90s. Sure. Why not? Anything to take our mind off of what's going on right now. Yeah. We uh, we don't enjoy what's going on right now. We, we don't want to get, we're not political. We know what well, we are, but we're not. I want to, and I was kind of thinking like, how, okay, can go we, for it. how can we take the tasteful route with what's going on? Um just in the sense of like, I don't have a lot of faith in leadership right now. Yeah. And the decisions that have been made, I mean, did we need to get out of Afghanistan? Yeah. Yeah. So did we need to do it in the manner in which we did and ignoring all, I mean, every shred of evidence and like there was intelligence a- and everything else that we had and that everybody knew this would happen. There was a better plan, and nobody followed the better plan. Yeah, first off, hey, let's give bailed. up our let's give our most secure asset. Let's just go ahead and give it to the Taliban. Like here you go, yeah. Hey, it take was, Bagram, man. We don't need it. Like 
before getting out of Kabul? Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, so if you're a soldier out there and you you served over in Afghanistan, dude, I'm sorry. Don't take this to heart. No, you, your leadership. You, you did your job. You did what was right. The current leadership failed did you. the wrong thing and failed everyone that's ever spent time over yeah. there. And so don't be like, well, what was the point? Because we'll get it back and, and, and we'll f- take it. To, from the civilian standpoint, because I know that you served and, and Junior served and, and Kenny and everybody else. And like, I'll have a bunch of friends that were over there and some that had life-changing injuries from being over there. Yeah. And, you know, I look at it from the civilian standpoint to where I'm like, you, you did what was asked of you, right? You volunteered. Mm-hmm. There was no draft for this war. It was, it was nothing but volunteers that gladly signed up for what they were given. And they took it and, and they did took it did. and they did. And you did your best with it. Yeah. And you know, some of those, I love watching some of the documentaries because it was, I mean, it's, it's the wild west over there. Let's be honest. Um, but it's the, even more so it's like more like the stone age. Most people don't realize how backwards it is over there in the, in the desert. Yeah. I and, mean, like if, if you've, if you've touched down in the sand over there, like you, it, as soon as you get off, it's like culture shock, total change. Like what tribal in the going historical on? generations of eons of tribal warfare. And, and, uh, I mean, we talk about misogyny here. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. If, if you, if you talk misogyny and how awful it is in the United States and you say you support any the other worst country day of what we see is the best day times a thousand over there, of, over there. Yeah. So, People need to be honest with themselves. They really need to take a clear, clear look and go, okay, what really are the laws there? What's really going on? What's really happening? Because if, again, if you think that, that you're supporting this, this crazy nation and being like, well, that, well, I'm this because, and I support that, then you clearly have no clue what you're talking about because no. you've, you've never looked at their laws. And so I think we should leave it at that. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> no, and I just, we just had to get it off our chest because, you know, this, everybody's thinking it. Well, and then you throw in everything else that's coming down the chute with mandates and everything. And, and it's, it's affecting family members. Yeah. And so I'm looking at it from the support standpoint of, you know, the understanding that like you look at the Delta variant and everything else that like you start going into the COVID rules. Dude, and Delta, Delta plus, Lambda. Dude, it's just going to sound like freaking Greek row sooner than later. And that's li- like, I've got the Alpha, Alpha, Capital, whatever mm. variant, like. You know, I'm down with Delta Delta Kai this week. If you ever seen Pootie Tang, it'll sound like him talking. Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't, be like, just pull it up on YouTube. Animal House. Look at Pootie Tang. It's it's brilliant. But yeah, I mean, yeah. seriously, the, I'm in the Animal House like. variant. And, exactly. And, and so, you know, the great booger variant will take out everybody <laughs> from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> like seriously, Delta Delta Delta. We're just getting it's um, getting worse and worse, and that's yeah. that's a problem. And we're going to hold off on how we feel about it because obviously you probably know already, but we're not going to say anything because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, talk to your doctor, do what you feel is best for your family. And that's how it works. And that's how it always works. You know, and I think I would say this in the standpoint of, you know, if I'm going to talk on something how to tastefully do it without, I'm not going to get into the realm of conspiracy theories or whatever. No, what I'm going to address head on is one, we're a country that was based on the freedoms, right? We have constitution. That guarantees certain freedoms. Yep. And when those start to get squashed, that's called like tyrants, right? Tyrants squash those. Mm-hmm. And so we are looking in modern day tyrants. So like as a parent, I'm a dad during this well, time. Let me pause you real fast. Go ahead. If you haven't 
look at Australia. Oh my gosh. Everybody out there. I legit, so, I legit, so let's, cried. I let's, legit cried today. Dude, I mean, legitimately, Australia was almost as free as the US. Except they don't have guns. They're not yeah, allowed correct. to have guns. They took all the guns that's away. That's why they can get and away. And that's why they can get away with this crap right now is because literally 25,000 kids in an auditorium or a stadium there, no parents allowed. Mm-hmm. And legitly, literally ripped from their home. Like that um, literally happened. This I mean, isn't like irrefutable. Oh, that's just hearsay. No, this legitly happened. I have family that lives there. Legitimately. I, I have an uncle and cousins that live there. Um, You're just overhyping it. No, it's dude, oh, I don't freaking care. You don't take people's kids from their homes. No. If that's not what they want to do. I don't care. I can't even fathom. I can't fathom what would happen in the States if that happened here. The tree of liberty would get watered. Let's put it that way. It would be it would be insane, and there would be a massive uprising. And I think that what because we have our firearms is what's keeping that from happening. And that's the only reason. Yeah, legitimately. So that's but, enough. So no, no. This, so what, what I was yes, going to say more? is, is okay, just a little more. bit last last piece because I was getting at you kind of interrupted. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're right. The part of being a dad during this time, right? How do as a parent. How do we approach this, right? We're looking at tough subjects. We're going to have to make tough decisions at some point. How do you protect your kids? How do you protect your kids for this? And how do you live your life? Because they're watching. Yep. They are, your kids are watching. And if it's, if you don't have kids, somebody else's kids are watching you. If you're a teacher, if you're a bus driver, if you're whatever custodian, I don't care. You're, and you're subject to all these things. Everybody is watching you because you have the, the responsibility to do a duty and what you feel is best. If it's get the vaccine, go get the vaccine. If you think that's what you need to do. Oh yeah, exactly. If you feel like you need to wear a mask, wear it, then wear it. It's all good. I've never ripped the person for wearing a mask because they chose to. I, I Unless More, they're in the car alone. Yeah, if they're in the car alone or in the shower pool. I was at the Oregon coast last weekend, saw a dude in the water at the beach with a mask on, and I laughed. Okay, and so, I would too. So um, <laughs> I say that loosely. But no, and I'll read something that I wrote today because it was something that I was kind of thinking on and dwelling on, and it really struck me because I, I'm, I'm trying to approach a way of, of how to address this tastefully, but also like something that I need like some reassurance. In. It's tough because we get so passionate about what we believe in and about these truths. And if you, if you love your country and if you love the constitution, this stuff is making I love people freedom, just man. crazy. I really do. And, and it, it is. So for parents, this is some encouragement for you. Be strong. And this is a Bible verse. I'm going to open up with it. Right? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord. Your God is with you. That's out of Joshua verse one or sorry. Chapter one, verse nine. Um, we were chosen to raise our kids for these exact times. We have to embrace our opportunity to stand firm for what we believe to be right and do with dignity, honor, and respect. Let the opposition have nothing bad to say about our character and regularly encourage one another to keep doing what we believe is right in this trying and and stressful time. And I don't care what side of the spectrum you're on. If you believe it's right, continue to do what's right. Absolutely. Don't give either side ammunition and and throw something in somebody's face. But don't don't go after people that that don't believe in the same values yeah. you do. I mean, we're not out there Just attacking people. Reinfer- reinforce your belief, right? We were handpicked to be parents for this exact moment in time to have kids that are watching how to act in a crazy and controlling world. I am glad to be in a community and be around folks that are willing to do the hard work and stand for the right things. And I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah. And yeah. You I know, agree. And, I, and like I said, it doesn't matter what side you're on. I have my beliefs to where I respect freedom very much. 
Mm -hmm. Freedom of choice, right? Freedom of individual choice. Yeah, Each one of us. When you remove the the freedom of individual choice, it really start, you start to impede on certain things to where now there is a gray area to where you have religious beliefs now being looked at by the state where they are taking the clerical role. That is not a position that we need to be in at any point in time in the United States. I don't care. Absolutely. So I will stand on that and I'll end on that because I mean, we could get passionate, probably have a whole episode about that, but I just had to make that statement because it's something that's really just been bugging me and I had to get it off my chest. Like, where do I need to stand as a parent and where, where should I be in this, in this fight? Like, you know, is it going to be yelling and screaming from the rooftops or is it just going to be like, no, here's my beliefs and I'm going to stand on these. These are my non-negotiables. How far am I willing to take it? That's good. That's really good. And everybody out there should feel the same way. Yeah. At 100%. So let's get back to the fun we were having. Sure. All right. We're not, we're getting back to us. Yeah. Not so We're back. We're back. It's all right. So, hey, um, soapbox is put away, dude. <laughs> I was, I was going through my movies collections, right? My, and I love collecting TV shows, movies, and like the old flash from the nineties. Best. I'm sorry. One of the best themes ever. The flash or flash Gordon. No, not flash Gordon. The flash. flash. No, that's oh, flash Gordon. Yeah, flash Gordon was one and, of the best. I mean, flash Gordon's ever. a classic. It really is. The queen. I mean, come on. And yeah, if you, sorry. if you were a teen during that time, then you saw flesh Gordon. <laughs> And the planet, or the planet of the giants? Is that? Dude, there was is that there like was a shaving private there was Ryan a, or yeah, basically Ryan's private. Yeah, oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> my my buddy Nick and I growing up, um, we watched some crazy, stupid stuff, and that was one of the ones that he was like, "Dude, you got to watch this with me." And I'm like, "Yeah, we'll watch it." <laughs> so shout out to Nick, my buddy. Um, <laughs> but one of the greatest shows I ever watched when I was a kid was Airwolf. This was a Nintendo game. Airwolf with everything back then was made of game, so. Huh. But Airwolf was the coolest helicopter ever created. One of a, a random neat fact, it was purchased by, it was a certain country, um, the actual helicopter, and used as an ambulance <laughs> until they crashed it. But didn't they? Okay, so here's some trivia for okay. you. A little nugget for you, right? I'll take this. Do you ever watch the movie Planes? Yeah. Have you watched Planes the comedy? 2? Oh, yeah. So Planes 2 was... Airwolf was one of the rescue helicopters. It was a play on that. No way. I don't remember that. Go That's back cool. and watch it. Go back and okay. watch it now. You'll be like, what? That's super cool. So uh, in honor of Airwolf and me really wanting a reboot, because that would be sick. Yeah. Totally sick. And honestly, it'd be a lot cheaper because they could actually use like CGI in a really good way and make it look good and not have to flip a helicopter and do crazy stuff with it. So in honor of Airwolf, here's the intro. Dude, I just I feel this so much. Bulletproof, hover mode, freaking jet engines. Jan Michael Vincent plays the cello. Yep. There's his name was Archangel. He's so amazing. He's been in a million shows. 
Donald Belisario. Dude, this is All right, so, so that amazing. guy has made so many shows. Donald made everything back then, I think, yeah. honestly. I, I don't know what show he... Belisario was... Wasn't Miami, everything? Miami Vice? Everything. Yeah, I mean... Everything. Dude, I mean, Airwolf, just... Yeah. Amazing. And as, as a totally little kid, forgot about that show too. Dude, as a little kid, though, when when you because it came intro, out when I was born, but it well, was on yeah, syndication. True. It only ran for three years. Yeah, oh. I loved it, dude. I mean, every time I would see the intro, I'd be like, "Oh my!" You get jacked as a kid, and be like, well, "That's freaking how it was with A Team, though." But yeah, oh yeah. I mean, dude, I, it was Night Rider. Also, was one Magnum PI. Magnum PI. Should we play that Magnum PI or Night Rider? Magnum PI. It might be in the might be in our game. Oh wait, no, we're doing nineties. Yes, play my play Magnum PI. Magnum PI? Okay, let's let's get some Magnum PI on. The Steve Skaggs mustache. That's so good. My dad still to this day has the Magnum PI mustache. That's amazing. I really feel like this made Tom Selleck a like a household name. Tell you what, it wasn't. It wasn't three men and a baby. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> or Mr. Baseball. Dude, I've watched every episode of this show. It's a great show. Oh yeah. Okay, I think we can So uh the, the Ferrari was like the cheapest Ferrari you could buy, I think. Yep. Yeah. This is little here's his buddy. Turn it down a little bit for us. So the cool thing about Ferrari in this show was it was one of the first times that uh, a foreign car company had really tried to push vehicle sales in the United States by using a television show. And really? So Ferrari specifically went after Magnum PI for this episode and their sales of the red, I, won't, I can't remember which one it was. It was the Ferrari, I have to look it up. Um, but anyways, the sales of that in red, the Magnum PI red. They made that red color for the shoot too, by the way. Um, it boosted the sales like 400%. No way. It was crazy. Yeah. So actually, everybody's like, oh, I've got an old 80s Ferrari. You're really not that pop. Like, it's, it was super popular. It's really not that rare of a car. Well, it was around everywhere. Yeah. yeah. That or the white one. You get the white. But you can go with the white uh, Miami Vice Lambo. Oh, so hot. <sighs> yeah. Everybody wanted to be that way. Gosh. There were so many great shows back then. And uh, this is like early 90s. Don right? Johnson was a stud. Early 90s, I think. It's late 80s, early 90s. With this Would you rather be Don Johnson thing? or Tom Selleck? Oh, Don Johnson all day long. Career-wise, would you rather be Don Johnson mm. or Tom Selleck? Mm. Quigley down Dude, under. that's a tough one. Somebody's saying here <laughs> that he turned down the role for Indiana Jones. Could you imagine that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Could you imagine Indiana Jones with Tom Selleck instead of Harrison Ford? It could be good. He had, he had a good sense of humor. It but would it, be okay, but I just can't imagine. No, Andy you can't. As Tom, but like the big old bushy mustache. Could you imagine like being Tom Selleck after Indiana Jones was a massive hit? <laughs> be like huge, and you're like, I'm just doing my doing. I'm doing three men and a baby. Yeah, that's three what's men, next. Three men and a little lady. Oh my lord, <laughs> Mister Baseball. Okay, let's get to our game. Let's 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 have some fun. What do you think? All right, we're gonna play a game with you. We're gonna play a game. Guess that '90s TV show. Ryan and I, um, we found this on on the YouTube to kind of go through it, and it's 12 minutes long, so we're gonna enjoy this. We have not watched this yet. Nope. This is all fresh. We're playing it with you. So, so play along. See if you can beat us. 
Yep. Here See we, what you got. Take here, score. Here, here we go. We don't have any scorecards, but we're gonna we're gonna pretend like we're competing. Mentally keep okay. score. Here we go. Um they should just jump in. Every song is about fifteen seconds long. Do do we want to buzz in when we have the answer or just blow no, it out? No, just blow it out. Okay. Yeah, just blow it out. Ready? All right. Here we go. I hope some are easy. I don't know. Fresh Prince Miller. Yeah, I mean, do we really need to even say anything that? <laughs> right? Can you guys hear that? Because that's really no, quiet. Super quiet. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. She'll let it play. If you don't know this, I don't even know what to say, people. Come on. Now, do the head roll. Dylan and I have watched all these also. And relaxing, all cool. Here we go. Oh, here's another one. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know. Buffy? It's not Saved by the Bell. I know it's not. It might be Buffy. Uh, It's got to be Buffy. Or it's Buffy. It's Buffy. I got this. Sarah Michelle Gellar was my girl. Oh, my gosh. Back then, I was so hot. What the hell is this? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I feel like touching myself, though, just because of the music. Is that wrong? General Hospital. Who has no this? Idea. Oh, Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Well, I never watched it anyway. Watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. That was this sounds epic. Ooh. Um, no. It's Revenge of the. It's Nerds or something. It's got to be. It's uh. I dig this though. This is the early nineties. Are you feeling this? It's um. I'm, I'm, oh crap. It's crap, a kids crap. show. It's, I know it's, it's a kids I show. Know it's, um, Boy yeah, Meets World? It was the original this Boy Meets World theme, yeah. They changed it. Yeah. Oh, come on. It was on. the original. It's like the first couple They seasons. were screwing with us. This is Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. This is Saved by the Bell for sure. Yeah. That wasn't fair. That last one was not fair at all. Kelly Kapowski. It's Mr. Belding. Dude, Tiffany Amber Thiessen was so hot. Mr. Though. Belding is actually a really cool guy. I believe that. X-Files. X-Files. That was easy enough. Come on. This is easy. We've had like two. I think actually um, I started watching this again because it worked. You know, we have time. So that play in the background. I think I'm in like season six or something like that. The smoking guy? Yeah, the smoking guy. Could really go for a cigarette. Dana and Fox. Dude, I love how he always like slides into the room. Trainer, Jerry, yeah. <laughs> or when he was up basting Hello. himself in butter. Newman, mm-hmm. the Kenny Rogers roasters episode, or the uh, master of their own universe. Oh yeah, Dawson's this is, Creek. Yeah, it's Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Totally. Everybody chime in and how many times they sang along with these. This is a classic. Definitely He was like, James Vanderbeek was like 33 when this show was <laughs> This is Friends, obviously. Friends, oh, come on. Over, most overrated TV show of all time. I'm going to agree. I mean, I, there were some show parts that were, that were totally humorous. Yeah, and sucked. I get it, but like, I didn't do anything for it. It was just everyone wanted to be catchy because everybody was like... Had either had a tr- crush on Chandler. Do you Joey. think this started the coffee craze where all your friends go together for coffee? Let's go have a coffee. Jennifer Anderson. Song. 
Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah? I don't know, dude. This is too hard. Ooh, I think it's my sister used to watch this show. Is it Beverly Hills 90210? It is! No freaking way, dude. How did you do that? (laughs) You're like a white chick. Oh, come on. Full house. Yep. Everybody knows the Tanners. I've met Bob Saget, too. Yeah? My uh, my buddy just did an interview with him. Really? Yeah. Kind of a... Uh, he's a very interesting guy. not what you would expect no. Danny Tanner to be like in real life. Not at all. Home Improvement. Yep. I love this show. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a great show. It's freaking Still it. Except Wilson's a creep. This started the Jonathan Taylor Thomas craze. JTT. Oh, this is uh, Camera Matters. You got this, yeah? This day and age. Urkel slides through the door. Good news on the newspaper. I love intros <laughs> this to 90s sitcoms. Is this where the uh, where uh, Kramer got the slide? I don't know. Because Urkel used to bust the door like that. If you think about it, go Carl Winslow. Oh, crap. Sad Eddie, of you. Eddie Winslow. Genuinely stumped right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know this. Uh, uh, right there, that part. Sabrina, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Melissa yep. Joan Hart. Was she a babe? I don't remember. Kinda. Ah, Fraser. Hey, baby, I hear the blues yep. are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled Did you say eggs. tossed salads? And maybe Is this I a prison a show? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I got you, babe. <laughs> My bad, I'm sorry. Uh, but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads. I actually like Fraser. Fraser was actually, it was good. It was Even a for a smart, kid, it was a good show. smart comedy. Yeah. I like Fraser. Hey, sister, sister. Terrible show. Terrible show. How many hours did you log in front of the TV? We watched TGIF. Then... As a kid. I don't know. I watched a little bit of TV as a kid. I know what this is. Uh, what is it? Come on. It's on the tip of my tongue. I know this. Give me oh, it's awesome. Yeah. With Joey Buttafuoco. And then Blossom Whoa. is now what's her face? She's not gonna host Jeopardy, by the way. Oh, it's Baywatch! The fact that you know this blows oh, my mind away, dude. Does it make you in a slow mo run? Not knowing Baywatch, are you kidding me? I want a slow mo run in a, in a red singlet. David Hasselhoff. I'm surprised he didn't Tiffany sing a song. Amber that, no, she wasn't. Tiffany wasn't in that. That was a different chick. She was uh, Yasmin Bleeth, sorry. Not to family, it was Yasmin Belief. Yasmin Belief or Pamela Anderson back in the day. Yasmin. Saying it was Mr. Cooper. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Yasmin. I was a Yasmin fan too. Yeah. That's just so. Oh my. Martin. That's Martin. It's not hanging with Mr. Cooper. What? I love Martin. <laughs> oh man. 
This is a freaking the, the doctor show. Yeah, no, it's not. It's Law and Order. Okay, I never watched Law and Order. You're right. You're right. I know the show is still on. It is still on. You're right. How is it still on? Look at the cast. Look how young they are. And now you have iced teas in it. This one's... I don't know. No, it's... Third, third Rock from the Sun. sun. Okay. okay. Look how young he is. Oh, dude, he's so young looking. I miss all the synth this stuff. This is ER. Is it ER? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You watched a lot of TV. I... For a while, I thought I did, I did but I have no... Oh, once I started sports, it was like, nope. <laughs> Yar, you nailed it, dude. Er, George Clooney. Er, the famous faces are Goose. Sure. Like, no, what is this? I'm trying to remember which TV show used this as the theme. Party of five. five. There are so many like random. Friend type TV shows. That was later in the nineties too. Oh, um, this Roseanne. Is, yeah, it's Roseanne. Yeah, there should be like an obscure theme TV show, like where it's like picket fences and some of the random ones that you're like, what the uh, <laughs> what's I'm thinking of? Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> That'd be great too. Maybe that's under the eighties. Progressive's hold music. <laughs> it sounds like hold music for an insurance company. It does. I have no idea. Not a clue. Is it Jewel? Oh, Felicity? Never she was that show. I still call her Felicity. Look, at, look, did you see Red Above Her was the Pink Ranger? Yeah. I never watched that show. So I have no idea. I know watch. this one. This is early '90s. Yeah. Um, it's. Ah! I might have to watch Felicity just to see. Oh, crap. Amy, Joe Johnson. Oh, it's yeah. It's, it's a, a murder show. Yeah. yeah. My grandma used to watch this. Amy, Joe Johnson, and Felicity. I'm gonna. We're gonna watch that. I'm going to. I'm. Nope. Nothing. This is terrible radio. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's with this? us like, you guys suck at this or something. Like, I have no idea either. We are awful at this. I have no idea what that is. Wings. No kidding. There's Monk. Yeah. Look at there's What's her face from uh, Robin Hood Sides. Now is this Mr. Cooper? This has got to be. Oh, it's in Living Color, dude. In living Color. Oh, okay. I love In Living Color. Color is a great show. Dude, so many good comedians. But like, they, they, they were all Canadian. No way you could do this today. Oh, no. All the way in the way carry basically. Yeah. I miss that show so much. I'm thinking. I feel like this group also wrote the same stuff for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I got nothing, man. Nothing. No, 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 no
But what's your face is so hot. And then the chick from. Um... Oh, this is. Uh... Uh, it's Suzanne Summers is in it. Um, uh, Three's Company? No. She's a mom. Oh, she was the mom. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, step by step. Okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there it is. Such a big family. It's crazy seeing all these young faces that you're like, know. you know. Oh, hey, was that it? That's it. That was it. Okay. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Anyways, uh, now a word from our sponsor. Now are we? Yeah? <laughs> sure. I think we're there. Did we Did we talk about Patriot yet? Not yet. Which soap have you been using the most? Oh. I have three in the I'm still the on Angry, Angry Charlie. Dude, I, I go between um, Bad Decisions, Bad decisions so and too. Zero Dark Thirty. I haven't had the I haven't got that oh one. My, the so peppermint good. ones. So I need to good. smell it because like I've I haven't got those yet. You want zero dark thirty? Oh, I love mint soap. I, I alternate I between them. that one and the other. It's so freaking delicious. Angry Charlie's so good though too. And, it yep, hasn't Charlie necessarily really been. No, it got released last week. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was there. I bought some when okay. we uh, yeah. yeah it came so, out last yeah. week. Angry Charlie's really freaking delicious too. So delightful. Um, Patriot Men's just Patriot Men's get company. out there. Um, yeah. Get online. PatriotMen.com, right? Yep. Or PatriotMen's.com. PatriotMen's.com. Check out the Davics Podcast uh, Facebook. We've got the link yeah. there. Actually, we've got a giveaway on there, too. So head on over to the advocacy page on Facebook because you can enter by liking the last post, share our page, and invite some, like tag somebody in the comments. Yeah. You get entered for a drawing where you're giving away a couple bars of soap, some hand-to-hand combat cream, um, and some beard product of your choice. Get us out there. It's totally yeah. bomb. So, um, and now, a word from our other sponsor. Yes. Okay, Ryan. So I was watching this movie on Netflix, and it's called The Vault. I want to play sure. the trailer for you um, because it has Freddie Highmore in this. And so just check this out. It was actually, it was, it was a decent flick. I, I kind of enjoyed it actually, but it intrigued me because Freddie Highmore kind of plays as typical, but doesn't really play as typical if you've ever seen him in any, any kind of movie. So here we go. Get there. And what's playing? I'm, I'm the owner of a salvage business and I have a job offer. I want you to help me break into the most secure vault in the world. Steal the Declaration of Independence. Do you know who Francis Drake was? He stole this man's treasure. And that's what's in the bank. Untold wealth. You probably need a safe cracker. I'm an engineer. I need your mind. Why does he hire Danny O'Shea? Possible task. We might see a solution. The war room. Meet the team. Computer wins. This is Ocean's Eleven. Planning. Kind of. Extraction. Meet one of the world's brightest minds. He's going to mastermind the infiltration. The vault, what it is, how it works. We can't work it out. No one has. And if we get caught, we're going down for a very long time. Are you sure you're prepared for that? Are you? Kids got balls. Bank of Spain, the most impenetrable building on the planet. Across the street is the headquarters of the Spanish army. It's really intriguing how it takes place during the year. When Spain plays its World Cup games, every camera will be pointing away from the building. Just like Ocean's Eleven during a boxing match. And five minutes to get the job done. Except the vault's a lot more complicated. Stage vault keys. Gymnast in there. Tom, you got company. We need to abort. No. Three, two, one. So here's the thing. Freddie Highmore was in August Rush. Last one. And Arthur and the Invisibles. You are putting our lives in um, hands. Wait, maybe not Arthur and the Invisibles. 
Is he in August Rush? I'm pretty sure he is. until the job's done. So, it was actually pretty decent. It had me intrigued enough. Um, but he's... He was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory also, right? Yeah. He plays in The Good Doctor, and he, he plays an autistic doctor, which is a great show if you haven't seen it. And hopefully everybody knows what I'm talking about. But this is it's one like of the... It's like rip-off Doogie Hauser, but not... Well, better. But better. But one of... It's well, like house, but Doogie Hauser. Autistic. <laughs> yes. Okay, that, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. But he's, he's like one of the few actors that I don't ever want to see in a sex scene <laughs> ever. <laughs> like ever, ever. <laughs> like, uh, who do you have, We're going to play this game? Yeah. Playing, who do you uh, have? Actors you never want to see in a sex scene. Yes, 100%. Uh, Kathy Bates. <laughs> oh, come on. You got to make... <laughs> I mean, like Roseanne Barr. Come on. Uh, Ron Howard's brother. Oh, Ron Howard's brother. 100%. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, Steve Buscemi's another good one. He really is, too. Ron Howard's brother. Um, the guy that played Booger. What's his name? <laughs> he was also um, Mongo, wasn't he? I think so. In Blazing Saddles. Um, I'll give you Gene Wilder. I wouldn't ever want to see him in one. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I think he's been in one. Weird. I'm pretty sure in hear no, hear no evil, see no evil. Okay. Um, there was a, probably a a scene that way. Um, so Curtis Armstrong would be booger. Okay. Um, and then what's, what, what's the dude from Porky's? He's the, what do they call him? Uh, he, he's the big, the big dude that's kind of like the booger character in Porky's. Um, what about uh, Debo? Debo from Friday. Yeah, yeah. It's my bike. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Another one would be. Oh, what's her face? The she's a comedian. She sucks. <laughs> um. <laughs> you're not helping there's uh there's a few out there that that are not good yeah i don't i mean <clears throat> it's a tough one okay what's what's um conan o'brien would be another one i wouldn't want that would say. not be okay <laughs> chris Catan. <laughs> chris Catan. <laughs> 100%. Oh my gosh. That'd be so gross. Um, yeah. That, cause I, I picture him doing it like he does all of his comedy. <laughs> and he, the one, like there was one that he did kind of a fake one, but it was so disturbing was, um, Oh gosh. The guy that plays Lumberg in office space. Still. It's like one of those ones that scars you. Oh, Hey there, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gary, oh, crud, what's his last name? Oh, he, I, I got one. Yeah, the dad from no, Talladega Nights. I got one, and this is going to date me, but are you ready for this? Yeah. Gary Oldman. 
Bob Saget. Okay. Um, um, what about Bob Huker? <laughs> if you don't know who that is, it's the announcer from Major League. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I told He's also the dad from um, Mr. Belvedere. Oh, yep. Perfect. Okay. Um, let me see. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> now, but I mean, <laughs> sorry. I, only now, but not when he was younger. It'd be okay when he was younger. And he was in plenty when he was younger. Um, uh, sure. But yeah. What was. <laughs> Is it, what about this? I, let me just, I'm going to make sure, I, I've got to Google oh. it to make sure the face is right. Because I really think that Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. <laughs> He's probably been in one. Gary Coleman <laughs> from Different Strokes. Uh, now, I'll give, you, I'll give you one. Here's the problem, you have though. You to look him up because he's one of my favorite singers. But he is one ugly fellow. Dude. One very ugly fellow. Tell me Gary Coleman doesn't look the same as he did when he was 10 on different strokes. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Dwight Yoakam. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think he won. Dwight Yoakam is... I think he won. Not an attractive man. <laughs> now, we're not here trying to put people down at no. all. We're just saying, per our personal taste, someone out there might want to see... Booger doing a dirty, gross sex scene. Um, maybe not. Um, oh, Rachel Dratch. Howard Stern. <laughs> Rachel Dratch. This, if you got anybody Debbie listening, Downer. oh my gosh! If anybody out there is listening uh, and you have some, please chime in. Let us know on the podcast on the page. <laughs> Let us let us know because I what was uh, what was the waitress from Cheers, uh, Rita? Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, there's almost the entire cast of Frasier. Yeah, although <laughs> nah, because no, there um, was that one hot girl in there, yeah, wasn't she? The oh, she English, was attractive. The, yeah, the house, the assistant for Frasier's dad. Yeah, she mm-hmm. huh. she was yeah. all right for sure. She yeah, was super cute. This um, is. The Lustful Dead because he pod sh- podcast. <laughs> Dude, Are they anti-lust one? Do you ever watch Orange is New Black? Yes, I have. <laughs> oh, no. Um, do you think that's really her all the time? I or do you think she know. dresses up? I don't know. Please, nobody hate us for this episode. <laughs> We're just two dudes chatting. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of, oh. we could take this game on for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So um, cell phones. Sure. Cell phones. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh no, I don't want I to win. see that. I win. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg as Sister Mary Clarence from Sister Act Two. Whoopi Goldberg from Rat Race. Mm. <laughs> where was the one where she was a police officer and her partner was a T Rex? I don't remember. I think there was one like that. It was not okay. <laughs> Tom Arnold. Tom. <laughs> Not Roseanne Tom Arnold or yes. Tom Arnold playing the cowboy dude in Austin Powers. Roseanne Tom Arnold. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Yeah. George went. I'm still, I can't get past Steve, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Ron Howard's brother. It's, it's where are they looking anyway? Um, so I'm sitting down and I love family movie night. It's, it's how Kathy Bates. I bond with people. Sorry. <laughs> From the one, what's what's from Misery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kathy Bates. That Kathy Bates from Misery. The mom in Waterboy. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 
Sorry. Um, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but cell phones have ended family movie night. They've they've destroyed they've destroyed it. And actually, watching a movie, yeah, uh, watching a movie at home, right? Um, oh, it's just easy to be distracted or you want to start looking at something. And or, it really is. Yeah. So remember like when we were kids, I mean, cell phones weren't very prominent. So you go to your friend's house to watch a movie and everybody be on the movie. That would be the focus. Sure. Right. Um, if you had family movie night, anything that, if it disturbed you, you took it off the hook. Yeah. Right. People didn't come over because it was family movie night. Well, I think this lends itself to the addiction for social media. We really too. are. Yeah. We're addicted to that screen big time. But I feel like, I mean, this, this is why movies are being written in more of an extreme way, how they've got to push the envelope more so they pull you away from that they know cell phone that now. Yeah, they know that they're competing with, especially because the digital releases now, like on HBO Plus or whatever Max. it is, Max, whatever. I, I love watching Disney movies at home. Plus and whatnot. Like, yeah, you have to kind of keep the attention span mm-hmm. of individuals. And it's, it's crazy. We've gotten longer movies. They haven't gotten yeah. shorter. They're going longer but they're more extreme and more intense to keep you on the edge. So you don't look at your cell phone and it's, yeah. it, it's like you can't share a movie nowadays because someone's going to pick up a phone. Even if it's a, if, if it's a great movie, oh, man, I catch someone always does all the time. Now it's really it. tough. Yeah. I mean, and, and think about how often you actually break that movie. You can't get emotionally charged while you're looking at a cell phone. Yeah. About a movie. You, you don't get pulled into that character development. You, you miss it and you go, Oh no, I watched it, but did you really watch it? Well, and they, or are you just interrupting the flow of the movie by pausing it at home? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like things that we, we naturally tend to do that's like, I think it detracts from the, the movie. Oh, totally, dude. Totally. And, but like, and so I love being at home because, you know, bathroom breaks are okay. They're easy, you know. But then you get you to set up all of your stuff ahead of time. You get to buy all your pop, get all your popcorn, get everything ready, yeah. and then hang out. And if you do need a break, you get a break. But like, because some movies are crazy long, dude. I mean, you just can't wait, right? But Really, that cell phone sitting there has destroyed the family movie night and family bonding. Got a notification. What's it say? You mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, my Instagram. I need to check this. You know, it 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 sucks. It, it's yeah. kind of ruined it. It, it. And I hate saying that, but I mean, like people, if you're out there and you have family, it's, um, take away that cell phone during a family movie. It's night. like dinner. Be I invested. Mean, like having the phones at dinner. Like I saw one of like an Asian family. I don't know if it's scripted or not, but like. They were eating dinner, and the husband was, like, scrolling on the phone. The wife, like, straight up walks in with a roll of tape and freaking smacks that phone to his head and, like, holds his arm there and then wraps tape around his head and tapes the cell phone to his face. It was freaking awesome. That's totally awesome. (laughs) But that's really what it feels like. Yeah. You you miss that. So, like, I don't mind bringing a cell phone to to dinner, but you put it behind you. Hide it. Put it somewhere else. It should not be front and center. It's like being on a date. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, there's one thing if like you're a parent and you have to like text the babysitter or something like that or something like mm-hmm. I check notifications that way, but I'm, I'm always asked permission. Like, hey, is it okay if I check this? Like, just going to make sure that kids are okay, whatever. Yeah. And then that's what you should be doing, right? Yeah. yeah. Just make sure you're still present in the date. Um, you know, it, it detracts from the ability to have, you know, the genuine presence of that quality time. Too. Like, I mean, it really does. Like, 100% agree. You're, you're dividing yourself. Yeah. I just, it's, it's one of those things. So I think that definitely, you know, as your son gets older, if he gets a cell phone, right? If uh, and when. I know. Yeah. But as you get older, creating that habit to put it to the side. Well, as much as I like, because he's got a Nintendo Switch. As much as I despise that thing, when you go on a seven and a half hour road trip. Oh, it's wonderful. That was the greatest invention of mankind. <laughs> yeah. 
We drove. Totally. We went to the Oregon coast last week, and it was like, if I didn't have that thing, the, I tried the "Are we there yet?" counter was off the freaking chart. <laughs> so I tried doing um, a book on tape. Okay, I know it's it's really old man of me. No, but but I tried it. I, I was I, like, you know no what? Way that I could get him to like. I did Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Okay, book on tape. And I was like, this is going to be great. The kids will love the movie. We, I, I've read it to them. This is going to be fantastic. You got, you got tired of it by like hour one. They got tired of it really fast. They couldn't <laughs> handle it. And I was like, I'm okay with it. Because when, when I did work a long time ago, um, I actually drove a lot for a living. Sure. And had to listen to stuff like that. So I listened to Howard Stern and all sorts of crazy stuff just to stay awake. And it works for me, but they couldn't handle it. So I had to put a movie in. So you mentioned Howard Stern. I yep. see it on our list. We're going to kind of skip real quick because we'll get back to the other ones. Satellite radio versus terrestrial radio. Dude, and that, he means FM or AM for you guys yeah, out there. That's terrestrial. Because I was in radio. That's what we called ourselves. Yep. We were terrestrial. Of the earth. Yes. Nice. So I, I put that up here because it flipping drives me insane. Satellite radio is supposed to be awesome, right? And the signal is really good. If you get the signal. Yeah. Remember, on FM, if you're driving and you lost signal, it would just crackle a little bit. You'd still yep. be listening to sound. You still enjoy satellite it. Satellite straight drops. It's done. And, str- and satellite, the thing about it too, is it doesn't come in digital like FM can. Mm-hmm. See, satellite comes through. It's still audio, like, but it's, and it's stereo audio, but it's not digital audio. And you're not going to get the quality like you would with a terrestrial station. Well, that's why typically I listen to like Amazon HD. Yeah. I, wanted, I want my music to come in really clear, really nice. Mm-hmm. But I mean, realistically, it's funny because I'll be driving around Literally, there was a semi-stop next to me, cut my signal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I'll listen to FM right Bridge. now. Bridge. Like yeah. under an underpass, your music cuts out for like 10 seconds. I yeah. mean, it was supposed to be better. Yeah. What was the point? And it, originally when it came out too, satellite radio didn't have commercials. Mm-hmm. Guess what satellite radio has now? Well, I mean, it, it's like, it's the weekly top 40 every day. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's 40 same songs over and over again. Well, they have commercials. <laughs> on satellite radio too. It's That's so annoying. I used to ha- have satellite radio because I drove between Lewis and Boise so much. That's like you couldn't get anything. Yeah. So you had to have satellite radio so you could like actually listen to the radio. Um, but now, like, I mean, even driving, I when I drove to the coast, I actually listened to the radio pretty much the entire way. I mean, I would just switch stations. Yeah. I was listening to a radio station pretty much nonstop. That's really cool. I was like. I actually listen to this quite a bit now. Like, I mean, now, now that it's I think kind of it, fun. Yeah. It's like taking you back. It really is kind of a, it, entertainment. It's, it's fun. Well, I think that, you know, certain stations you find like there's country stations, but then there's the genre within country of like the outlaw country. Oh like, yeah. That type of stuff. And that's what I dig. I'm finding those stations now. That's really cool. To where it's not like I'm not listening to tractor rap and pop music with a Southern accent. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm generally listening to like the old storytellers and songwriters and stuff like that. So that's yeah. cool. But, so speaking of radio though, okay. WAP. Yuck. I still have not listened to it. It's, uh, but I, I think I, I found a version I like. Are you, are you prepared? <laughs> Is everybody prepared? Lay it on me. Here we go. I hope you guys love this. Gobble me, swallow me, trip down the side of me Quick jump out for you, lady, get inside of me I ride on the thing like the cops is behind me I spin on his mic and now he's trying to sign me I hate him as fire, but I need a soddy It's going and dry and it's coming out soggy I ride on the thing like the cops oh is behind God, me I spin on his mic and now he's trying to sign me Yeah, you'll ask it, it's a wedding machine We got kids, I know what it is, wedding 
No words. So, first of all, <laughs> lyrically, that's awful. Did I mean, that's, listen that's, to the lyrics of that song. It is the most rancid thing. Like, the fact that we play it in the radio just blows my mind. I can't believe it, it actually is, so is a song. There was a the, South Park a episode in the first couple of seasons mm-hmm. that was like the curse word. Yeah. It was like they tried to come up with a word that was so bad that it was like worse than the F word. And it ended up bringing back, or no, it was, it was, they said that, they said like shit, like 200 times in an episode. Oh, oh, I remember that one where they yeah. actually had a counter on it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they like went back to the origins of that word. And mm-hmm. it's like, it makes me think about like, what are we doing as a society where we start to play that? Like, are we putting curses on ourselves because we're playing WAP on the radio? So gross. But it's, it just, it's not lyric. I mean, Come on. Hey, WAP came out and we got COVID. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> totally true. I'm just saying. <laughs> but that version right there, I, I, I really like the operatic feel of that. That was, it was pretty good. It was totally fun, right? Yeah. Um, we're going to skip this one, but let's, let's actually talk about a little bit of meat, I think. Yeah. Being honest and vulnerable on social media. Yeah. Because um, I remember I've read some stuff that I was honest and vulnerable about today. But I mean, I wouldn't know how vulnerable it was, but more as open and honest with something that was really affecting me at the time. Yeah. But let, let's be, let's be real. Let's be real honest. Right. About this. Generally, social media is nothing but complaining. It's absolute garbage. Yeah. And 90% of I'm it, guilty of it. Absolute, I mean, yeah, I'm but, guilty of it, but it is, but, but here's, here's the bigger one. We, we talk about being open and honest and some of us really are honest. The difference though, is that are we honest because we are, or are we honest because we're, we're begging for, for attention? attention. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And that's, that's like a the big little, one. The little TikTok videos that you make of yourself going back and forth, like singing these lyrically powerful songs, but mm-hmm. like you superimpose yourself, like lip syncing them. I don't freaking get them at all. I just think that's because people want to be famous and that's all they're driving for. Yeah, I have no idea. But if you're weeping into your cell phone, uh, first of all, stop. Nobody gives a damn. Get a counselor. And I'm sorry. Get a counselor. If you're weeping into your cell phone, if you're crying and you take a moment and go, wait a second, I should record myself and talk about this while I'm weeping. You just negated the entire purpose of being open and honest. Yeah. 100%. Now it's a show. It is a show. Now you're doing what we do right now. Are like, you <laughs> Are you doing a podcast? Truly hurt? <laughs> are, you, are you really hurt? Or are you like, well, okay, I'm crying and... I'm so narcissistic. I'm going to take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for sympathy from people. Pay attention to look, me. Look how emotional I am. Pay attention to mm-hmm. me and how emotional yeah. I am. Now give me likes and, and responses. Otherwise, I'll repost it a week from now. So, and, and hopefully you give me more likes and more posts. So more the, the true open and honest of the situation is someone that types it up. They, they go through the pain. They go through that struggle. And then I they write something profound afterwards. And they go, you know what? I learned this lesson. From this situation. I would, I would, and the reason I do the writing out part. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. Because, because you learned a lesson. Well, that and how many times have I seen videos of sitting in a truck with sunglasses on guy, giving his what for about what's going on in our current society and in our world and how he's going to fix everything from the front seat of his Ford F-150. He's got to fix that truck first. Yeah. that. Yes, but um, <laughs> but no. Do you do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, though? totally, dude. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And 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 so like, I don't want to become another one of those. Like, if I'm trying to have a poignant thing that like is really affecting me and being open and brutally honest about things, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be just another piece of noise. I don't care if a lot of people don't write it, like something to read it. 
I don't care. Like what I really get it out there for is more because like I need to get it off my chest. The second you start crying on camera, I swipe. Yep. See you later. I'm not going to like it. I don't care. I don't care at that point. Right. Um, the second that you are trying to do something very powerful and meaningful and you show off your endowed body parts, I'm out. Yep. Here's the thing. If you're, let's say you're at the gym, right? And you're trying to hit a new PR or you've worked yourself so hard, you want to vomit and you can't go anymore. And you've got tears because you're just dying and pushing through it and going and somebody else has captured you. That's profound. Yeah. But if you set it up to capture yourself doing this, that's not profound. Yeah. People are missing the point. We have so much access to this, this ability to record ourselves being stupid and dumb instant that it's no longer inspiration. It's instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Now, like when, when we saw Keanu Reeves and he was doing his, like his, um, his gun practice, you know, and going through and somebody else recording him. That was dope. He, he would never post it himself. Oh. And that's right. That's why it was so cool. You're like, Oh my gosh, this guy's amazing. You know? And that's where like borderline the rock. Sometimes I get like, yeah, I know. Get the yuckies from him. Um, because some of it is like not. It's self, self-fulfilling. Not not yet. And it isn't. And we want it to be authentic and that, that's what we like. And the majority of the rock is authentic. We're going to give him that. But like, really it's, it truly is. It's, it's, Stop doing these things just for the attention of it, unless it's comedy. Like Jack Black, when he does some dumb crap, I flip and love Jack Black when he does crazy dumb stuff. Yeah. That's what people want to see. Now, if it's inspirational, it shouldn't be something you've just thought of and I'm going to do. Like when you look at like a Will Smith inspiration video, it's not him standing there saying words. It's a bunch of cuts from a bunch of different movies of him mm-hmm. doing stuff that is inspirational. Yeah. You know, some of the stuff that I, I do enjoy watching um, like you could go watch reels and stuff like that is, um, you know, people just doing everyday things too. Like, I mean, and it's just like, Hey, get, I'm going to, you know, like, I, I don't know why, but some of the stuff that like catches me sometimes, like I get sucked into watching it is, you know, somebody that travels a lot, like they're going places that I've never been. And it's like, Hey, I'm going to go talk to, you know, some random people or like the guy that goes on vacations and he like points out scammers. Like all the time, like you can, yeah. And like I like watching because then he tries to bust them. Like he's in a foreign country, and he's like playing along with the whole time. He the joke is on the other person, thinking that they're going to get him, and that's totally cool. Yeah. So, so there's there's stuff like that that I that I actually enjoy watching that um, is legit and like real. You know, people that want to do something poignant. If you want to really have a poignant thought, like you have to one know your audience. You know, like if I'm going to have like my powerful moment. Instagram stories, probably not going to be the place for me to put it. Facebook is not the place to put it. Yeah. Like here, I think, yeah, that's a place to put it. Get a, get a platform. Yeah. Find somebody that has a platform so you can speak on it. Yeah. And I think that we've allowed that for a lot of people that have come through, like that have had, like when Corey was on, mm-hmm. um, Corey dropping straight knowledge on stuff. Like that was a, a legit, amazing conversation. Junior last week, you know, in our last episode, you know, threw down some, some nuggets of gold too. Oh yeah. And you know, we've had Jay on, we've had Keith on Brittany, like, I mean, Ken, Colby, Ken, Colby, like, yeah. other people that we've had on the show that have come on and like, you know, been able to, to give their peace. Like we know that they have a story cause we know them. And that's, well, but, that's the most profound thing is that instead of weeping and, and all that, tell your story. Yeah. But don't tell it in a, this is 
me being defensive. I'm I'm better than everybody else. This is what happened. Tell it from the start to finish. Give us your full Give circle. us context, right? Because yeah. some of these like little 30-second clip videos, like you're making a TikTok of something, there's no context for that for me. Like, why are you so – oh, my – girl, you got – I mean, I read the comments. Girl, you got no reason to be sad. Look at you. Blah, blah, and you know, if you're struggling like, through a relationship, I mean, stop playing the victim and play – a counselor play if your, you want well, help. Like, and I mean, play your part too. Yeah. Talk to your best friend also. Yeah, talk And to if you. you lost your best friend, you're in the wrong relationship. Yeah. That's uh, that, that's a big one right there, yeah. you know. No, and it, if any if any man or woman takes away your friends or your family, that's where you need to walk away. Oh, for sure. And you were, were those people really your friend if they go with them too? Like, I mean, let's be honest. Um, but no, I mean, I think this is a is a good conversation piece because it's something that we're seeing, especially nowadays. You get into some pretty strong topical matter. Um. You know, it's things that I get caught in and I get caught. And I, I'm one of the guys I used to coach with, um, you know, he's a, he's a, a dad and he's in his fifties, but I love, sometimes he'll call me out because he's like, Hey, you know, you're kind of sounding whiny. Like <laughs> awesome. he'll, he'll send me a DM and it's like, you sound kind of whiny. And I'm like, thanks. Like, he's like, I know I don't agree with you hundred percent on things. I do agree with you on this part and we're not always going to see eye to eye, but I love the guy dearly. Yeah, and some people think he's a jerk. I think he's freaking hilarious because he's being brutally honest with me, and he knows that I can take it. We need called out sometimes. Yeah, and if we are being whiny, I mean, say it. Hey, yeah, kind of sounded like you're whiny a little. Uh, you know, dude, oh, what was me? Yeah, and there was something that you know I got to hang around some college coaches a lot. I mean, being in the coaching gig that I was for so long, mm-hmm. you got to learn some things. And and you know, I'm not a huge fan of Mike Leach. Um, okay which a lot of my friends know that. Um, but he was the coach at Washington State. He's now at Mississippi State. Very well-known college football coach. Um, kind of eccentric, right? Something he said, though, that I loved and I stole was he always had this like acronym, and he called them AGMs, right? You don't ever want to be guilty of AGMs and everything you do. And what AGMs are are attention-getting mechanisms. Mm. So it's like being flashy about certain things. Or when you're doing things to get attention, it's a mechanism to create more eyes on you it detracts from the team or from the whole or from your message. And I love that. I was like, I'm stealing this because AGMs, like everything I see in social media is nothing but AGMs. Absolutely. And it really is too. Yeah. And if it's not an attention getting mechanism to get you to follow or like or something, it's to buy something. It's to whatever. I mean, we'll flip. I'll use them sometimes on our Facebook page for the show. Um, Maybe it's just posting a meme. Sometimes that's an attention getting mechanism. But, you know, it's, it's, it's the shock factor is also part of it. Um, so, like, you know, some of the people that are, like, in the political spectrum, that I respect their opinion and their point of view a lot. <clears throat> Sometimes I don't appreciate their delivery package. Like, I, you know, I look at, like, people like, um, sometimes Charlie Kirk, like, rubs people the wrong way because he comes mm-hmm. off very pompous. He very much can, yeah. He's an intelligent individual. You know, is it an attention getting mechanism at times? I think so, because he's trying to get the shock factor of if I can be, be so brash up front, I might keep you listening to me longer. Well, almost all publicity is good yeah. publicity. <clears throat> Candace Owens does it too. Oh, yeah, all the time. Um, you know, but she's spot on. Oh, it, oh for sure. For <laughs> sure. Like, and, and, you know, and so there's a lot of people that are out there. Um, the one person I find it because I find him weirdly charismatic is Dan Bongino. Dude, no, he really is. 
which is, but he doesn't pull punches. Like he's just, all. he's like, here. and the thing I appreciate about him is that if you're going to have an opinion, he's, you need to back it up with fact. Mm-hmm. And that guy literally gives you his show notes every episode of when I'm talking about this, if you don't believe me, here's where you can go look it up. Yeah. Name somebody else on either side that really does that in every episode. He's one of few beyond Crowder. Yeah. Crowder, I would say does it every single time. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's just, it's amazing though. Yeah. Um, I know mind pump media. Uh, they're obviously one of the podcasts and YouTube channels I follow every single time. They actually have links. You can click on the link. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, and you know, so there's people like that, that I appreciate that have a point of view that, you know, not to get political, but like, you know, you can kind of infer the direction I go by who I listen to. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I don't want to listen to what was me radio. I don't want to listen to people that are, telling me how bad everything is when there really isn't everything is that bad. Yeah. There's things that suck. Like let's be real. And they will. This world has fallen. Let's be honest. But at the same time, I don't need to be told that the world is ending today because I don't control that. Right. Like I know who's in control, like not to get mm. on my biblical soapbox. Okay. Right. But why do I need to subscribe to somebody that's going to be sitting at home crying into their Facebook page? to get clicks when there's no context, no meat, there's no relationship between them and I, for me to have, you know, the necessarily buy-in. Like, can I, mean, I show empathy for that person? Absolutely. Sure. But I want to know, I want to know the takeaway. I want to know, what'd you learn? What, what are you going to do different now? What do you want What's, from this? Yeah. Like get us somewhere, you know I mean? That, and that's the crazy part. People, it's really is just literally the attention getting it's, it, yeah. It's, it's like people with a modicum of talent, barely any, will blast that itty-bitty bit out there as much as they can. And you're like, well, you're okay, yeah, but you're not going to get anywhere with it. And I hate saying that, but practice more. Yeah, you start to become a one-hit wonder, right? What yeah, works I mean, for me once will work for me every time. I mean, it, it, it's like if you don't practice your art, whatever it is. Sure. You're never going to get better at it, right? Oh. I mean, it, so it, it's like a lot of kids who are like, oh, I want to draw. And they pick up it and they go, oh, I can't draw like that. I give up. It's like you got to practice your art. Going back and listening episodes one through six. Yeah. Of us. Well, like, I, mean, I mean, that was even in what we do. We obviously, learning. Were, but those are still really bad recording sessions, too. The audio sucks. The but audio I think awful. The, the topic, we could probably go back on those topics. And, oh, totally. And knock it out the park. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's just and more that, growth. And, that's and not that, to pat ourselves on the back, but it's, yeah, you just get better. Like, yeah, this, we're, this is us practicing. And the funny part, I, I told my son, the other day, I said, dude, I said, you know what, what you, what you need to recognize and all kids out there need to recognize is that you're watching your parents grow up. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, I still look at myself like I'm a 13 year old. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I still think of myself like I'm like, I don't feel like I'm 42. No, I'll be real. I don't feel like I'm in my mid thirties. Like at all. Yeah. I, we're, we're just giant kids still. And we're still growing up. I don't know if we're ever going to grow up. And I, I wonder about the older people that we look up to, if they still see themselves that way too. Oh, that'd be fun to find out. Interesting. Until yeah. you get senile and then you're like, you know, <laughs> how yeah, old do you think I, they feel at that age? No. And, it, and so like, if you're going through a time, like you're really wanting open, honest people, like people be open and honest with you. That's what like one-on-one messages are for. Right. Yep. Yeah. If I'm going to be emotional about something like that's where I reach out to you and be like, dude, here's what I'm feeling right now. You know, it's not going to be in our Facebook feed. Hey, Tristan, I'm, 
woe is me, I can't, blah, 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 you know, this sucks. And I don't need 19,000 people going, oh, it's okay. Yeah. And patting me on the back and, and like being my girlfriend. Yeah. You know, I, I don't need that. I just, if I have an issue, I'm going to go to one person, not everybody. No. And, and stop putting your dirty laundry out there. And when it comes down to relationships too, I mean, I think when we start going through troubles, like we have the tendency in social media to air dirty laundry, quote unquote, as people would say, you know, I've been very cognizant and careful that like people that I'm friends with don't really, unless they've listened to this mm-hmm. or like I've had one-on-one deep conversations with them, they probably don't know what happened. Some of them didn't even know I was divorced. Wow. I mean, shoot, I'm f- over four years now. Holy smokes. Yeah. Everybody should know. Yeah. Well, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. But I mean, still, I mean, it it is. And you, you really have to watch what you're doing because everything is on blast out in social media, everything. And I mean, I try and avoid so much of that drama from it because I'm like, no, there's no reason. I mean, if I had a bad day, I'm not putting it out in social media. I don't care. If I'm frustrated about something, I might like, like, you know, with what we've seen going on globally in the last six days. Well, here, you know, check this there's out. There's a couple posts, right, that I've put out. But oh, yeah. it's not like, you know, I'm not, I don't know, going on well, diatribes of like, if you, you can't be friends with me if you voted a certain way. <laughs> there, are, there are people out there that go, well, I'm just venting. Yeah. Okay, well, consider this. If I decide to vent about how bad my day was, and then 20 other people respond, did I vent or am I continuing it? And really, I'm continuing, right? Yeah, you're perpetuating. Yeah, the, and it's just yeah. going over and over. And then the more people comment, the more it pops back up. And I get back into that cycle of me dealing with that same stress again instead of just getting it out. Yeah. So when you vent, you got to go to somebody you're going to trust. Be like, hey, this, here you go, right? Now it's out in the open. It's done. And I, I can, I'm over it. I don't need 30, 40 more people and two weeks of conversation going on about the same thing because I don't need to dwell in that negativity. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. You know, I think we get caught in the cycle where you try to get um, obviously the dopamine rush is there for some people. They chase the dopamine from people liking their posts or interacting and knowing that I'm being heard and paid attention to, and people really need to uh, notice me more, you know, that what I'm saying is very important. So keep listening, please. Like, you know, you're giving them the stop sign, but still giving them the secret. Like, come here, keep telling me like how great I am. And you know, I see that people like talking about maybe after a breakup, like, oh, it's so rough. I feel like I don't have any self-worth. But but really, it's all you're doing is trying to invite people to try to give you those attaboys and like the kudos of, oh, no, you're such a great person. And that person and then you get the thirsty people that are like, oh, that person, you know, that that's their loss. And let me, you know, you need to know that you're really whatever, you know, one, if you see it, don't feed it. Right. If we're going to fix this issue or. I don't know if we're, as a guy, we like to fix things, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not our place to actually fix it. But if we're going to head off, head up this issue, right? And address it. One, don't feed it. When you see it, don't feed it. Two, if you're doing it, get people in your circle that are going to call you out for it, not join you in it. If, Absolutely. If you have friends that are like, you want to go do the boohoo thing and then they're like, hey, we should do one together. Yeah, get new friends. <laughs> Dude. Hundred percent. Let's be honest. Yeah, because you need people that are willing to, to stick their neck out there and call you out to be a better person, right? To grow. Because when you're doing stuff like this and it's a selfish, it's the AGM, the attention getting mechanism behavior, you're shrinking as a person. 
But I mean, that's kind of my tangent of ripping on social media for the time <laughs> being, but it's a very powerful tool. I love social media because there are some great people to follow that you get a lot of amazing content from. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it's not the tool to air out your woes and your dirty laundry and all that. Make it something worthwhile. And if you're going to air it out, have a reason for it because you have to bring a point behind it. Yeah. And please do it through like text mm-hmm. and actual, it, like write it out, post it that way. That way people get some value from it. It's like, I got to tell you this, what happened and here's why, you know, and then you can kind of go through it to unpack it or whatever, but it's, it's so hard because I see that. But once again, kind of going broke record, but like when you share it and you don't unpack it, you don't give the context. So we don't know what the reason is behind it and the motivation is behind it. So, you know, we just see it as complaining or we start to see it as like being self-absorbed and that's not the goal at all. And if it is, you know, you need to find better motivation. I see people like, you know, posting pictures of all the Disneyland things they do with their kids. That's which, awesome. Which is great. I love to see people like being a great parent. I love it. It's one thing if you're, you complain about being a parent, but there's no fruit, right? Like you, you can, you complain about how hard it is to be a parent, but you never see anything of you being a parent. That's where I start to call BS on things, but that's just me. But yeah, another tangent, I think that we could go on, but no, that's good. <laughs> so Ryan, um, what we haven't done in a while is plugged your business. Okay. So can you let people know what you do for a living? Yeah. So what I'm, we do for a living, I yeah. guess is a better question. Or so, better, yeah. Because I've never heard people plug yourself either. But um, I'm an independent insurance agent, own a brokerage um, here in Coeur d'Alene. Um, you want to give me your number? Yeah, it's uh, 208-660-2019. The business is called Insight Advisors. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Insight Advisors, LLC. Um, but yeah, I'm an independent insurance agent. We just look at a broker. Uh, and the way of doing so, and you kind of get to do it a bit too, is um, I'm not betrothed to one company um, per se. Like I don't get paid by a single entity uh, to represent them first and foremost. I work for the customer. Yep. Um, So I get a chance to shop and I do insurance. I mean, everything, I cover everything. Like let's just put it that way. Business, home auto, life insurance, everything else under the sun. You name Um, it, he does it. Yeah. And you know, if it's health, I can help you on the health side. It's not going to be me personally writing it. I've got a partner that we work with. Um, that he does the health side of things and he does a great job. Yeah. And so, um, you know, if so, it's, you got a need, reach out. Yeah. And Ryan's going to treat you like family. He'll, he'll do the right thing. And that's, that's why I wanted to plug Ryan cause we haven't done that in a while and yeah. I want to make sure your business is doing well. Um, I was talking to a buddy of mine today, uh, named, named Austin and he and I worked back in the day together mm-hmm. for the Liberty Mutual. Right. I can say that. I think. Sure. Um, I'm pretty sure I can. Anyway, so we worked <laughs> together um, and Austin and I, we actually bonded over the fact that we treat people like family. Yeah. When we did our business, it was just the way you do it also. And I only associate um, with people that work that way. If you're out to kind of take advantage of others, I, I will not work with you. Yeah. Like even referring. But yeah. I wanted to plug Austin. Austin has him and his wife just started an insurance agency in Alabama. Oh, cool. Only Alabama. That's it. Not even near our market. Right. Mm. Which is kind of cool. But if you are in Alabama or have friends or family there or whatever, 
Um, Brightway Insurance, it's the Rook Family Agency. Their number is 256-562-4090. 256-562-4090. Um, Austin and his wife, Kristen, are just, dude, they're amazing. And they really are. They're, they're good people. I wouldn't plug them on our podcast if, they, if I didn't, if I wouldn't use them myself. And I think that our industry, I don't think it really has a bad rap. I think it's more like the corporate side of things is where you get the bad raps with the lizards and the discount double checks and all that stuff where you start to feel like it gets sleazy in the insurance game. Yeah. Some of the most amazing people I've ever met are in our industry. I mean, some of the most generous people I've ever met are in our industry. Well, I mean, we, and it really, it's, it's a brotherhood. I mean, it kind of is, but a lot of people, we get into the business, I mean, to help people. And that's really what we try and do. And the hard part is that, you know, we're agents. We don't control pricing. We don't control claims. We don't control any of that. We will work on our behalf for you as much as we can. Yeah. But that's all we can do. And I know that you get the luxury a little bit of having a service team behind you. Yep. Once you go on in your own, you don't have that luxury necessarily yep. anywhere. And I don't. So I do I do everything now. I mean, I'm printing off ID cards. And But the cool thing is, is that I realize at the end of the day, is that I'm their guy. For everything, which is cool. Yeah. So like you need an ID card, I'm your guy. If you need a new policy because your kid just got his driver's license, I'm your guy. Like that's a pretty cool like thing to, I take honor in that because I I, and almost to an extent, because I kind of, I feel like I'm an extended member of the family, like a weird uncle that like, yeah, I'm going to call him, I'm going to call my insurance guy, Ryan. Like, you know, you get like, <laughs> you know, talking to your cousin and they need insurance. Well, here's who I use. And I get so many referrals that way. And it's amazing that dude. I mean, that's, that's how I treat. That's how I've always treated my people, Yeah, which is why I went the way I went and, and doing what I'm doing. Um, because you know, I, those things, yeah, I, I want to make sure I handle that for you and take care of your family and treat you right, you know, and know you're getting the best you can. But I mean, obviously, you know, there's a massive claims team behind me. So I want to make sure let's get you the right spot that we can take care of you. Um, let's, if I can't handle it, we're going to get choked up. And that's yeah. what you do also. And, and, and so we look at like how we do things and it's, it comes back down to the, the, the character aspect mm-hmm. and, and not to go insurance nerd. Cause I'm not, I'm talking character now, like it's something that we see in society that doesn't necessarily carry through that we hope should like yep. character and values and morals and having and just, honor and yeah, just in such doing, way. The, doing the right thing for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are so quick to make a buck and just kind of pass them off. Well, I mean, and, that you see so many out there that are like, we're going to write you the bare minimum, everything. Right. And you go, Oh, that's good. I'm just going to pay as little as I can. Well, yeah. a, a good insurance agent, and this is just being real people is going to say, look, you need more than that. Oh, for sure. Because people don't realize how much you're going to lose in an auto accident. I mean, I had, I had an accident, my first claim ever in history, and the payout was over $100,000. Yeah. Like I was saying, like my- Medical bills are crazy expensive. I got hit by a drunk driver, and my medical bills in that accident was $183,000. Yeah. And, and more than likely, the guy had state minimum, $25,000. Yeah. Right? So people, when we say that the minimums- don't think, oh, well, that's what the state requires, so I'm good enough. It's not that. It's, it's that we are actually trying to protect you from having to pay, in Ryan's case, $155,000 out of your pocket. Yeah. And, and the, the thing about it, too, is not just doing the best thing for protecting assets, like liability-wise, like you were just talking about, yeah. like covering the other person, but covering yourself the same way. Oh, 100%. How many times I see people come leaving, like, the lizard company that shall not be named 
that may have like, oh, I've got great limits. And then you look and they've got state minimums for their own personal like UM and UIM coverage mm. to where they're in an accident. The other person didn't even have insurance and now they're covering themselves for state minimums and how angry they are because the rest of their medical bills or the car didn't get covered. And that's talk to an insurance agent. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I, I wanted to bring it up because um, I'm transitioning to a different role. Oh, you are. We'll talk about it later. Okay. That's uh, to a different role. We've talked cool. about it before a little bit. That's cool. But I, I wanted to bring it up because it really, we do this because obviously we're trying to make some money and that's a given, but we do insurance because we really want to impact people's lives. And that's what most of the insurance agents I talk to are, are about. Well, and if you, you want to find somebody and it doesn't matter, like I love people that are passionate about what they do. If I'm going to go to a, a gun shop, I'm sorry, I'm not going to black sheep. I'm not going to North 40, even though they're great places to get maybe a good deal. I'm going to go to like East County. I'm going to go to the guys that are pat- like, that's all they do. That's all they care about. Like if you're going to get tires, like, I mean, one thing about Les Schwab that I will give them now they're expensive, but like, man, you don't get service like that at a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, perfection in post falls. I really and love, we love free popcorn. <laughs> well, they don't I'd love free popcorn. Because of COVID. They don't do they it. Don't really? No. Oh my gosh. I know. Um, they used so, to give out beef before too. Remember when oh, they gave the free out beef? beef. Yeah, it was, yeah, so good. It was great, man. You always saved up. I literally grew up <laughs> next to one. Yeah. So it, um, but we, like you don't get that in a lot of places. So that's why I love like the broker side of things. That makes sense. Because you can be passionate about what you do. Like the people get to see that and like, Hey, here's how much I'm saving you. And they're like, Holy crap. Like $2,300. Like I literally saved a family last week, $2,300 a year. That's awesome. I wish I could have an extra $2,300 in your pocket because you were just, your agent wasn't looking for you. I actually literally uh, reached out to somebody who did the same thing. Um, it was about almost three grand. Yeah. And because, and, and so unlike, that's an awesome like, feeling, right? And it really is. And you feel great and you go, you know what? I can get you better coverage. And I literally got him better coverage. Yeah. Um, umbrella, everything I, I did, did it all. And I was like, man, I'm saving you this much. How do you feel about this? And he was elated, like just over the top about it. It was, and those are easy, right? Those sure. are always easy. And we'd never plug ourselves really. I don't feel on the show hardly at no, all. We, I mean, and we don't because we don't, but I, I just thought, man, this is the perfect time. I'm stepping into a new role. Um, Ryan's got his gig. I was talking to Austin earlier, trying to help him with pointers in his business and stuff, yeah. you know, trying to get it rolling. And these just, to, I mean, you're good people. You guys yeah. really are. I'm an okay person. Oh, you're a good person. So, too. I mean, you know, I'm not going to plug me too much, but if you guys want to call me, you can, I do have a number. Um, it's 509-218-1593. I'm not a broker broker. I work as an agent and am paid by a large company, but I do have access to other companies. Yeah. So, which is a sweet, it's a sweet opportunity because it, it really is the role that I was in. Yeah. It's the same one. And it um, is. No, that's great. No, it's a great position to be in because you're still in the game for helping people. And that's what I care yeah. about. And, and it's funny because when I was, when I was working for a call center that did this, like the Geico's out there, the progressives out there, they don't I mean, it was just slamming and carry through. And, and they were like, look, that's not the personality you are. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm not. Well, that's here's not the deal. I, like, I, I always tell people, it's like, oh, I've got Geico. Okay. Who's your agent? Uh, well, it's Geico. Well, yeah, but who, who, who do you work with at Geico? I don't it's know. It's whatever 800 number, the guy that answered at that time that I called. And they don't care. All no, they don't know you, but like, Hey, I'm looking at, you know, like I might run into you at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You know, you might, you know, know their kids because they, you know, hang out with your kids. And we actually care. Yeah. Like that's, that's the bigger part. We, as independent people, we care about 
who we talk to. And man, even if, even if I don't sell you a policy, you're my best friend. Well, I can like help I'm out, treating you that I way. I can help out any of your other friends that may need one. Yeah. You know, but if I, I mean, couldn't save you money, I can certainly try if you're somebody else too. And, and you got to remember the people that we are going to be honest. Yeah. I can't the tell dollar, you the dollar is what it is. How many conversations I've had with people on social media because they're getting screwed over in a claim situation or they ran into like a coverage issue or they're shopping around and they didn't know. And even if I'm not the cheapest, they're still, they're still coming to me for advice. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like that's what I, I do. That's too, my yeah. job, man. It's like, you know, anything else that like, if I had a transmission issue, my buddy lives in, you know, Boise, I'm still going to call him and be like, Hey, here's what's going on. Yeah. Help me out. Yeah. Help me. What do you think? Dude, it is? I get people to call me all the time that I can't help out. And I go, look, this is what you need to do. Call your carrier, do this, yep. this, and this, and find out what the cost is because I bet you you're saving maybe a dollar or two a month. Yeah. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, just trust me and oh, try this. ADT is telling me I'm going to save all this money on getting a home security system. Yeah. You're going to save five bucks. Yeah. I'm going to be <laughs> real with you. Let's see if it actually weighs out. But that's what good agents do. Yeah. We're not always about just pushing this down your throat. We're going to be here to protect you and take care of you. And that's what we care about. So yeah. that's a, a shameless plug for us, but something that really matters because a lot of people look at insurance agents with a bad rep and, and think that we're just here to slam these, these policies and make you pay for nothing. So when we can tell you the value behind all of it, cause we've seen it all. Yeah. So to kind of wrap things up this episode, <laughs> really we didn't hit on much, but we hit on some, we hit on something um, profound with a, Honest and vulnerable, and yeah, on social bit. media. The the next couple of episodes, one of the next couple of episodes, we're going to do. Um, it's going to be, I think, pretty heavy, but we're going to talk about divorce. All right, but from a kid's aspect. Okay, so you're going to want to tune in. It's going to be, I think, it's going to be awesome. Like I've been working on stuff and and how to approach this, and something that I brought up about a month a, ago. It, it is. It's a tough one, though. It it's really a tough is hard, one. Yeah. To, it's really hard to do because you have to be so sensitive with that D word around your kids. And we're not talking ding-dongs. Because um, they love ding-dongs. <laughs> Especially if you have a young boy. Chocolate, um, chocolate with the, okay. uh, the cream filled? <laughs> That's a ding-dong. That is a ding-dong, right? It is, I know. Ryan's a ding-dong now. <laughs> anyway, so for this episode. Another D word, the Advocacy Podcast. And I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Tristan. and uh, <laughs> Thanks for joining us this yeah, week. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.